the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. I began this morning a sermon series on the gift, talking about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, I want to talk about the gift uh, that is the person of the Holy Spirit. The greatest gift that God gave mankind was salvation through Jesus Christ. No gift greater than that. El regalo más grande que Dios ha dado al hombre es la persona del Señor Jesucristo y la salvación por medio de Él. But after that, after salvation, the greatest gift that God has given the church is the person and work of the Holy Spirit. El don y regalo más grande que Dios le ha dado a la iglesia es la persona del Espíritu Santo. And we are a spirit-filled church. And we believe that Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to equip us uh, to be powerful witnesses for his name's sake. And tonight I'm going to attempt to preach just a few minutes uh, one of those famous short Pastor Isaac sermons uh, because I want the, uh, the congregation or the, the church tonight to have an opportunity to respond to the voice of the Spirit of God. We find here Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving the utterance. Father, we thank you tonight for your word, which is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I ask that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might receive the word of God with gladness. I pray tonight that if there is anyone within the sound of my voice who has not received the gift of the Holy Spirit, that they would do so tonight, that they would open up their heart to receive this mighty person and that they might have the power that he offers for the Christian life. We ask that in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If the musicians would just stay close, you don't have to stay up here, but just stay close, please. I want to speak tonight about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Can I do that for a few minutes? There are a number of experiences that the believer has. I mentioned a moment ago the, the experience of salvation and what a powerful experience it is to be saved. Anybody in here been saved? I mean, you don't think you're saved, you know you're saved. You've got that, that assurance of your salvation. It is a precious thing, an incredible experience to know that your heart is right with God and there's nothing between you and the Lord and there is the grace of God poured out on your life. No hay experiencia quizá más grande en la vida del cristiano como la salvación. Y los que son salvos tienen esa confianza delante de Dios que han, han sido perdonados. The grace and the glory of knowing I've been forgiven. 
I have been drawn into the, the person uh, of, of Jesus Christ. And be, because I'm in Him, I stand righteous before God. What a truth that is. But there is more to the Christian life that God has for us. Hay más allá de la vida cristiana que eso. God never intended for you to stay there. He wants you to enjoy and live in the power of your salvation every day. But there is a, 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 a furtherance in the work and walk with God that He wants you to enjoy. Hay algo más profundo que Dios quiere que usted y yo tengamos con Él. Jesus spent three years with the disciples. Jesús pasó tres años con los discípulos. And yet when he was about to leave, he said to them, he said, I am going away, and it is better for you that I go, because I will send to you a comforter. I will send to you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will teach you, and he will guide you. And he informed the disciples, and he informs us, Tonight, that when you and I have received the power and working of the Holy Spirit in our life, that we are given a constant daily companion, a guide for our daily experiences, for our daily walk. And how many of you know that the Holy Spirit is a good teacher? He is an extraordinarily patient teacher. Aren't you glad about that? That the Holy Spirit is patient. You know, some, some of us, we get impatient. And if, the, if our student hasn't learned it in, in two minutes, we're done with them, right? Like, you're not going to ever be what I need you to be. So I'm moving on. But the Holy Spirit is a patient teacher. Somebody say amen. He, he endures. As we said this morning, he has come to stay. And so Jesus said, when he was about to ascend into heaven and sit at the right hand of God, he said, go to Jerusalem and wait on the coming of the Holy Spirit. Now they had been saved, they had been indwelled by the Spirit of God, which brought regeneration, which brought them into eternal life. But now he's saying, there is something else I have for you. It is a gift that I want you to unwrap and unpack. It is a the person of the Holy Spirit and he is going to baptize you. He is going to immerse you. He is going to take over your life. Can I tell you, friend, that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is an event that occurs after salvation and just like you were dipped in water in your, in your physical body when you were baptized in, in uh, your following Christ, so now Jesus wants to baptize you in the person of the Holy Spirit. He wants every believer to enjoy the full power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the fuel in the tank of the church. The Holy Spirit is the power in the life of the Christian. The Christian has no power apart from the Holy Spirit. El Espíritu Santo es el poder, es la, el combustible dentro de la vida del cristiano. And a, a Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit is a lot like a parked car. It has a lot of potential. And, and yet if it has no gas, it can't go anywhere. La vida cristiana es como un carro que no tiene combustible, tiene mucho potencial, pero sin el combustible, sin el poder del Espíritu, no puede ir al lugar destinado para ella. And so tonight I just want to give you briefly a, a little teaching about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And we see here in this text a couple of things. First of all, we see that the Bible says that when the day of Pentecost 
had fully come. The day of Pentecost was a feast that the nation of Israel celebrated. Aquí hemos leído esta noche que dice la escritura que cuando había llegado el día del Pentecostés, que ocurrieron estas cosas y el día del Pentecostés era una fiesta celebrada por los judíos. The Jews still celebrate this feast. Uh, but it means something different for the church because the, the, the reality was that God uh, used this feast to pour out His Spirit. Dios usó esta fiesta para derramar de su Espíritu. Now the day of Pentecost, it was the day that commemorated the, the, the moment when God gave Israel the law. El día del Pentecostés era un día cuando se celebraba el momento cuando Dios le dio a Israel la ley. If you can think back to that moment when Moses comes down out of the mountain with the two tablets of stone inscribed by God himself, the Ten Commandments, and that day there became a feast to celebrate that day called the Feast of Pentecost. And for all the years of the Old Testament, the Feast of Pentecost commemorated the day when God gave His law to Israel. El día del Pentecostés recuerda el día cuando Dios dio su ley a Israel. But you see, on the day that God gave the law to Israel, 3,000 people died. El día que Dios dio la ley a Israel, 3,000 personas murieron. Because of a, a, a sin that had come into the life of Israel. Por el pecado que había entrado a la vida de Israel. For that matter then, 3,000 people died on the day of Pentecost. And you fast forward to the New Testament. And now the Bible says on the day of that feast, the commemoration of the giving of the law, God gave something new to the church. Except this time he didn't give Ten Commandments. He didn't give a law written in stone. But instead he gave out and he distributed upon man the power of the Holy Spirit. Ahora vemos en el Nuevo Testamento que Dios derrama de su Espíritu el día del Pentecostés. Now I want you to notice this. On that day when Peter got up to preach under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, 3,000 people were born again. El día que uh, Pedro comienza a predicar, el día del Pentecostés, en ese día Pedro comienza a predicar y se, se salvaron 3,000 personas. Now I want you to notice the difference there. Because the law brought death. But the Spirit brought life. La ley ha habido traído muerte, pero el Espíritu trajo vida. Can I just tell you tonight that religion always brings death. Religion always brings death, but there is someone that brings life, and he is the person of the Holy Spirit. Es el Espíritu Santo el que da vida. You know, the church can get involved in religion. It can get involved in rules and regulations. You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do the other. But there is a teacher that can do far better than the church. And when the church starts putting religion on people, it brings death. But when the Holy Spirit is allowed to do the teaching, he brings life. Come on, somebody. He brings brings life to the life of man. And you and I need to desire that to be taught by the Spirit of God. The Bible said that the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. So on the day of Pentecost, the disciples are waiting, and they are waiting for the promise that God had given to them. They're waiting for what Jesus said was going to come. Jesus said, I'm going to pour out my Spirit. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a comforter, a helper. And so on that day while they are waiting, the following thing happened. The Bible said that suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. You know, the Holy Spirit is not a wind. Say amen, somebody. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, can you say that with me? The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why we don't call him it. All right? We don't call the Holy Spirit it because the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is the, sec is the third person of the Godhead. El Espíritu Santo no es una cosa, es una persona. They heard what was like a wind. He's not a wind, but he's like a wind. Uh, no es un viento, es una persona, pero es como un viento. He came in like a rushing, mighty wind. Llenó la casa como un viento poderoso. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit of God is as uncontrollable as a wind? El Espíritu Santo es incontrolable como un viento. The church that allows the Spirit to move will find that the Holy Spirit comes in and, and the flesh can't control it. The flesh can't hold him back or hold him out. And that wind is what puts wind and power in the sail of the church to accomplish its mission before God. Es aquel viento del Espíritu el cual da vida a la iglesia y mueve aquel barco hacia adelante en su fe cristiana. The Bible says that the, the, this mighty wind came into the house where they were sitting and there began to appear upon the people that were in the room tongues as of fire. And, and they began to speak in a new language. Now what we're reading here is a description of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because John said in his day, John the Baptist said, I baptize you in water, but one is coming after me who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so there, we're, we're reading now the description of the first baptism in the Holy Spirit. 120 people were immersed in the power and fire of the Spirit of God. And they began to speak in another language. They began to speak in another tongue. Now, I want you to notice this. They began to speak in tongues. And I, I, I mention that to you because some people think that speaking in tongues is weird. It's strange. And other people think that it is uh, something that happened in the early church but no longer happens today. Okay, but tongues was a gift and a sign that God gave to the early church and a sign that he has given to the church in our day. Let me explain to you this. There are nine power gifts that the Holy Spirit manifests in the church. Hay nueve dones de poder que el Espíritu Santo manifiesta en la iglesia. These gifts include healing, they include miracles, they include prophecy, they include generosity, they include all of those gifts of power. The only one of the gifts that we do not see in the Old Testament is the gift of tongues. El único don de los nueve dones de poder que se manifiestan cuando el Espíritu Santo está presente en una vida que incluyen milagros, profecía, palabra de esencia, sabiduría, esas, esas, esos dones, el único que no aparece en el Antiguo Testamento es el don de hablar en lenguas. 
And this is why I believe that that's the case. You see, in the Old Testament, God only spoke to the world in one language. He spoke to the nation of Israel in because and that's himself evident through the speaking of other tongues. Now, I want you to know that there are two ways that the Bible describes this gift. And, and briefly then, I just want to explain this so that we can uh, continue. First of all, we see it as a prayer language. Say prayer language. In the book of Romans chapter 8, the apostle Paul says this, that we are weak because we don't know how to pray. En el libro de Romanos capítulo 8, el apóstol Pablo dice que usted y yo somos débil porque no sabemos orar. How many of you have ever been uh, having to pray and didn't know how to pray? ¿Cuándo les ha pasado que no sabían cómo orar? Why don't we know how to pray? Because we don't know all the variables. We don't know all the facts. We don't have all the information. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. But you and I then are weak when we pray. Therefore, we have been given the Holy Spirit of God. And when he is on the inside of you, he prays through you. And when he prays through you, he prays through you in another tongue, and that tongue is, is a prayer language, which means that when you begin to pray in, the, in tongues, you are actually speaking to God. And the Bible said there that we speak mysteries to God. That means that the person praying in tongues doesn't even know necessarily what they're praying about, but the Spirit of God is praying through them, and it is an effective and a powerful prayer. If you have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, you need to pray in tongues every day. Take some time every day to pray in the Spirit. Why? Because you have been given an arsenal of power that is found in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to pray in the Spirit, you are praying a perfect prayer. You are praying a powerful prayer. You are praying a prayer that is effective before God. So that is what we call the prayer language. Every person who receives a baptism in the Holy Spirit receives a prayer language. Cada persona que recibe el bautismo en el Espíritu Santo recibe esta idioma de oración. Then there's a second part of this gift, and that is the public gift of tongues. And this gift not everyone has received. Luego hay una siguiente parte del don de lenguas, y es un, un don público, el cual una persona que tiene este don, a person who has this gift is able to speak in tongues in a public setting and there is an interpretation whereby the congregation can understand what is being said. Este don de, de hablar en lenguas el cual es público es un don el cual cuando esa persona uh, ejerce, ejerce ese don que la, la palabra de Dios sale por ellos y viene la interpretación hacia el pueblo del Señor. Not everyone has this particular gift of tongues, but everyone baptized in the Holy Spirit does have the prayer language. Are you following me? So it's not always appropriate for everybody in the church to speak in tongues. There are moments when, when we pray corporately and we pray in the Spirit, and that's okay. But it's not always appropriate for someone to stand up and start speaking in tongues in a public setting in a, in a way that is distracting or disturbing if they haven't received that gift. All right? Are you with me? I don't, I don't know if you follow me tonight. This is real basic right here, but I need you to understand that because there is a difference. Every person receives, who receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit receives the personal 
prayer language. And they also receive other gifts from the Holy Spirit. These gifts include prophecy, miracles. They include the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. They include the generosity, as I have mentioned. They include healing. And those gifts are in this room right now. You say, wait a minute, preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a prophet. Yeah, but you're a child of God. And if you're filled with the Spirit of God, the gift of God is resting on your life. Come on, somebody. Say amen. So this, morning, this evening, what I want to challenge you with is this. If you have not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, this gift is for you. Si usted no ha recibido el bautismo en el Espíritu Santo con la evidencia de hablar en otras lenguas, este don es para ti. And you need it. Usted lo necesita. Now you might say, Pastor, I am not worthy of that gift. The Holy Spirit cannot uh, fill me because I'm in sin or I, I made some mistakes this week and so on and or I have this addiction in my life or I have this habit in my life let me just tell you that you are the one who needs it most come on somebody aren't you glad that men don't decide who can have the Holy Spirit and who can't because we would say these folks can and these folks can the Holy Spirit has one requirement El Espíritu Santo solo tiene un requisito para que usted reciba el bautismo en el Espíritu Santo. There's only one requirement God has established, and that is that you be born again. El único requisito es que usted sea nacido de nuevo. So if you have received the gift of salvation, you qualify for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Si usted ha recibido el don de la salvación, usted ya cualifica por el por el uh, el regalo o el don de el el uh, bautismo en el Espíritu Santo. Now, the, the other thing that you have to have is you have to want it. You have to receive it. You see, the Holy Spirit is powerful, but he's not going to take control of you unless you give him control. El Espíritu Santo requiere que usted esté salvo. Si usted es salvo, lo único que él busca es que usted lo quiera. Que usted lo reciba. Jesus said this. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He's giving us a, a decision. We've got to come and we have to drink. And tonight, if you are thirsting, you want the power of the Spirit of God in your life, all you need to do is come and drink. Did you hear me tonight? I said all you have to do is come and drink. Come and receive the gift. Now, if I go to your birthday party and I have a gift in my hands and I go to your birthday party and, and I say, look, I bought you this gift. And you say, oh, no, no, pastor, I'm not worthy. I, it's, I'm not good enough. I, I can't take that from you. Then you cannot have that gift. It has your name on it. It, it has your name on it. But you can't have what you won't receive. I, I know there are people who don't believe in the modern day outpouring of the Spirit. They don't believe in speaking in tongues. They don't believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And they say things like this. Well, if God wants to fill me, he'll fill me. No, friend. You've got to want it. You can't have what you reject. 
Listen, you cannot have what you reject. So today, if you have a spiritual umbrella and you're standing there saying, Lord, don't rain on me. I just like it like I am. I like to be dry and stale in my Christian walk. Then you need to put down your umbrella and say, Lord, let it rain. I've got to have the Holy Ghost. I've got to have your power in my life. Do you want it? If you've given your life to Christ, he's yours for the taking, for the having. You say, Pastor, I haven't given my life to Christ. Can I tell you tonight that you can receive Christ right where you're sitting? If you will confess with your mouth Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved just like that. Listen, guys, salvation and the baptism in the Holy Spirit and the power of the Christian life are not complicated matters. It is people who have complicated God. God has made it really simple. Real simple. Whosoever will, let him come. That's how simple God has made it. So you say, Pastor, how do I receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Well, when we see the baptism in the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts in particular, we see always that it comes through the laying on of hands. There's an impartation that takes place through the laying on of hands. And I'll just uh, stop here for a moment to mention that this is why I don't allow just anybody to lay hands on you at church. All right? Because there is a transference that occurs when somebody lays hands on you. And I don't know if a witch walked in and wants to lay hands on people, so I'm not going to let it happen. And you've got to be very careful who you allow to lay hands on you because you don't want a transference of that thing that they're carrying around if it's not of God. But when it is of God, it is imparted through the laying on of hands. It is imparted through at the distribution of, of, of the touch that comes when a Christian is, has their hands laid upon by another, or is laid, has the hands of another Christian laid upon them. It imparts something. You say, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Neither do I. All I know is that it's what works. All I know is that it's what the Bible teaches. And when, when a believer lays hands on another believer who has uh, not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that, uh, that transference occurs. Now, it has occurred at times that somebody has received the baptism in the Holy Spirit without the laying on of hands. And, and that is absolutely a biblical precedent. There are moments when that occurs. But by and large, it is, uh, it, it is distributed through the laying on of hands. And so tonight, if there's anybody here who wants to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to ask God to fill you with his spirit. Now, that was kind of weak tonight. Now, you say, Pastor, how do I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, it comes through the laying on of hands, and it comes through faith. Listen, I've taught you this a thousand times, so I'm going to teach you a thousand times more, that everything you receive from God, you receive by faith. You are saved by faith faith. You're healed by faith. You are, God provides by faith. All of these things come by faith. Guess what? You and I receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit by faith. When you come tonight and you say, I want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, all you have to do is believe this gift belongs to me. It belongs to me. It's mine. 
Now here's what I want you to understand. There is something that accompanies all of this because the enemy's never far. And many times when we're praying for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the enemy comes and he brings fear. He introduces fear into the situation. Because he says, this is scary. Speaking in another tongue, this is scary. This is unusual. And some people, they, they, don't, they don't want that. They say, Lord, can I just have it without tongues? Can I, can I have the power without that evidence? Friend, if, if it were up to me, I would change the deal. But this is what God has given to us, and I'm not about to argue with him. I want everything he has for me. Because you see, there's power in our tongue. There's power in our word. The life and death is in the tongue. And so when you and I have been empowered, the first thing God does, he takes over this instrument right here so that we can speak life and power into our life. So don't be afraid. Don't worry about what people are going to think, what people are going to say. What you need to know is that this is a gift from God, and God's gifts are good. Jesus said, said it like this. He said, how many of you fathers, if your son asked you for an egg, would give him an egg with a scorpion in it? None of you would do that. He said, so if you being evil, you being wicked, meaning you're fallen, you're sinful. If you being sinful, know that you need to give your son a good egg. How much more will your Father give to you the Holy Spirit when you ask? Come on, he's not going to give you an egg with a scorpion in it. He's not going to give you something that's going to harm your life. He's going to give you power. And so all you have to do is receive it by faith and not be afraid. Because fear is the contradiction to faith. That's why the enemy introduces fear into your life. Because he can make you afraid. He can make you Walk away from the thing that God has for you. And so tonight, I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to receive by faith what God wants to give to you. Now, I want to make one more point, and that is this. That the Holy Spirit is the, the power that you and I are baptized into, but Jesus is the baptizer. You know, last Sunday we had baptism here in our church, and in the baptistry back here we saw those people baptized by one of the pastors, and they brought, brought up out of the water. Tonight, Jesus is the one who's going to dunk you. He's the one that's going to immerse you into the water of the Spirit. John said that he is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with power. Jesús es el bautizador en el Espíritu Santo. No es la iglesia, no es el pastor, no, es, no son los ancianos, no son los ministros. Es Jesús el que hoy te va a sumergir en la agua del Espíritu. So tonight, I want to just prepare you as you say, Pastor, I want what you're talking about. I want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you to come in just a moment to this altar, and I'm going to have some spiritual people lay hands on you, and we're going to pray that you will receive the gift of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But I want you to, to just come, and for a few moments, we're going to stand here in this altar, and we're going to just say, Lord, if there's anything in my life that would 
keep me from being able to receive this tonight. I ask you to forgive it. I ask you to remove it from my life because I want what you have for me. And then we're going to pray together. And then the people that I ask to lay hands on you are going to lay hands on you praying in tongues. And when they do that, then you are going to begin to pray in tongues. You're going to begin to speak in another language. And, and most often what happens is you start to feel words. You say, Pastor, I don't understand that. I hear words. I don't feel words. But when the Spirit moves, you feel words. And in your, in your inner man, you start to feel the words. And when you begin to feel those words, just let them come out of your mouth. Just speak what the Spirit of God gives you. It's not complicated. It might be one syllable. It might be two syllables. It might be a thousand syllables. I've seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit went home speaking in tongues. Don't worry about the effect. All of those things are the external things. When you get dunked in water, you come up wet. You can't really... You can't really control where the dripping happens, right? You can't really drip, uh, control where the mess happens. So don't worry about all that. Just worry about getting what the Holy Spirit has for you tonight. Suddenly, there came out of heaven a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And it began to fall upon them individually like tongues of fire. The spark of heaven began to fall upon the church on the day of Pentecost. Tonight is your Pentecost. Tonight, Jesus has come to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And if you will have him, he will fill you tonight. If you will receive him, he can have all that he has for you. The night that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was, I was a teenager. I went to a youth camp out of state. And the service, the altar call was made for those who wanted to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I went forward. And they lay hands on me and nothing happened. But I received it. I knew it was mine. That night, I was a little bit disappointed because I saw all those other people who received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and I didn't, I didn't have anything happen in my life, at least that thought. And so I went up to the dorm, and I laid in my bed, and while I was laying there, I just came, became convinced of this fact that this was mine. And laying in that bed, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I just began to speak in tongues right there in my bed. So tonight, don't worry about the effect. Just receive the gift. Are you ready? Do you, do you want him? Are you hungry? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite those of you who have not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit first. And then after you, I'm going to invite the whole church that says, Pastor, I need a soaking tonight. I've got to have more of the Spirit of God in my life. I believe that Jesus wants to refill somebody tonight and give you more and more and more. So if you would just stand with me. Let's sing that third verse. Start with it. Let's just worship for a moment.
We're going to take our time tonight. Is that all right? Is that all right, Kingsway? Hallelujah. Right where you are, just lift your hands. Just begin to invite the Holy Spirit. Invite His power and His presence. Just make yourself available. Even if you're watching online, I believe the Holy Spirit can fill you right there. You said, Pastor, there's nobody lay hands on me. The Holy Ghost will lay hands on you tonight. You just position yourself to receive what God has for you.